Welcome to the Magic Pisces Podcast. Check, check. Back to the podcast. Another episode. 1,063 downloads. Thank you if you are one of the subscribers. So we're, I, I kind of wait until it hits about 50 to, to release a new episode. So it's at like 47. So the last one had 63. The, the one before last had 63. And the, the one I released a couple of days ago or a few days ago is 47. So it's kind of go time. About two a week, I think, is good so that people can stay caught up. All that being said, they closed the beaches in all of California. They're closing all of the beaches in all of California. There's a rant I could go on. There is a stand I could take. There's a protest I could join. You as well, if you live in California. But I'm just going to practice acceptance because there is so much bursting forth creatively inside of me. So this podcast probably wouldn't exist if it weren't for the COVID. This the <clears throat> the finishing touches I'm putting on my book wouldn't be happening if it weren't for COVID. When you take away the external stimulus, that thing that you use to you could argue escape when you take that away and you're forced to go inward and you discover healthy ways of dealing with you and yourself and ways to channel your energy in ways you're not used to, amazing things can come forth from that or can arise from that or be birthed from that. Amazing things can be birthed from the way that you choose to be with yourself. There's all sorts of crazy shit happening. The building I lived in for nine years in Chicago, uh, one of the most magical places on earth, a place called the Sherwin-on-the-Lake, is flooding. Lake Michigan is rising and rising and rising. It's come up six feet in the last uh, three or four or five years. Basically, since I left, it's come up several feet. Apparently, it was at the level that it is now back in the mid-80s or early 90s. So there are people who have lived in this building that I lived in for... I lived there for nine years. There are people who lived there for 30 years or more. I have very good friends, people I consider family, who live there. And this magical street known as Sherwin is being flooded along with other streets in Rogers Park. It's not like Sherwin is the only street that this is happening to, and it's not like this is the only building that this is happening to. It's the only building that I have a personal relationship with. And it's it's sad to witness. Um, it's it's I love these people, and this place, Sherwin-on-the-Lake, was one of the most... Um, ma- it's, it's one of the most magical places I've ever experienced in my life and if you listen to my other podcast you will find how I discovered the Sherwin through this just magical peculiar twisting and turning of events that happened when I got sober I got sober and I ended up living at this halfway house in Rogers Park the reason I ended up living at the halfway house in Rogers Park is because I broke my leg in rehab playing basketball after 100 days it's all in the memoir which is 
coming out. I'm not sure when it will be finished, but I've been showing up every single day and writing nonstop, mostly distraction-free, and um, and it's becoming something amazing. Something is taken over. There is this divine energy that has flooded itself into the creative process as the result of me showing up every day. And now I've gotten to really towards the end of the story where I've arrived on this beach on the shores of Lake Michigan. And it's, it's just completely magical the way it all unfolded. And it comes as the result of an unconditional surrender to something much greater than me. So what would it look like for you to, to, to surrender to something much greater than you? And we're all in this really interesting time, and there's a propensity to fight, to fight the man, to fight the government, to fight the COVID, to fight your neighbor, to fight somebody on social media, to fight your family, to fight your roommate, to fight whatever. Everybody's fighting. And surrender is the key. Surrender is the way out. And the thing about surrender, my theory on surrender, or my experience of surrender, is that it's not passive. Surrender means that you'll go do the thing. Surrender means that you will take contrary action very often. Surrender's like, ah, oh, shit, this isn't working. I surrender. I'll go do it this way. Surrender is, well, they closed the beaches. So I'm going to take my energy and direct it inward. So there's not a giving up there. Surrender for many people will actually mean rising up. Like it will mean protest, if that makes sense. Um, it could. You could look at it through that lens. Like we will, we surrender to something greater and surrendering to something greater in our particular case means that we will rise up and protest the closing of the beaches. Now, I get that this is really nuanced, but take a look where I'm looking. It's funny because they let people, there's people running, there's people jogging in groups all over the place. I was in Encinitas yesterday in the town of Encinitas and there are people walking around, no masks, walking dogs, all up in each other, not like in each other's faces, but walking side by side with no masks. And I don't, particularly see a problem with that. I'm not an Im immunologist. I'm not a virologist. I'm not an immunologist. I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm not any kind of ist. I'm just a dude who wants to go surfing and who will most definitely stay the fuck away from people when I'm in the water, when I'm getting out of the water, when I'm walking to my car, etc., etc., etc. Now, there was a shark attack yesterday. I surfed yesterday. You have to go to this spot called Moonlight Beach and then walk to the spot where I surf. It's called Swami's. It's about a mile down. And there was a shark attack at Moonlight Beach, which is kind of interesting because you, you take people out of the ocean for a while and then the animals get comfortable in their natural environment without the people and they start coming closer to the shore. There were dolphins like 15 feet from the shore yesterday, right, right at the shore. And apparently sharks as well. The kid was okay, thank God. But Earth is sending a message. You know, as much as I'm as much as I'm saddened regarding what's happening on Sherwin in this building that I love where I intend to move back to someday, 
as saddened as that makes me, there's also this awe at the power of nature. Like, because if it starts raining and keeps raining and raining and raining and raining, that lake is going to rise. And when that lake rises, there's pretty much nothing you can do about it. You can you can sump pump or whatever kind of pump the water away for, for long enough, uh, for, for a little while rather, but eventually if it keeps raining and the lake keeps rising, the lake can just take over. It could wipe out all of Rogers Park. And that's what happens if Earth decides to make that happen. I don't think that there's a great big God in charge of all of this thing. I do believe that there is a collective karma regarding the way that humans have treated the Earth and what goes around comes around. And I can't even say that I'm not guilty of being part of the problem. I use plastic. I use gasoline. I drive a car. I crank my air conditioner in the summertime. I crank my air conditioner in the car when it gets too hot. I like to be comfortable. I think all of us do. That's the funny thing about Californians. They're all like, oh, save the environment. You don't see anybody in California. <laughs> you don't see anybody with California uh, in California when it's hot with their windows rolled down. Everybody's cranking their air conditioning in their car. Everybody. I'm certain that there are exceptions, but I think you get what I'm saying. So I I hope that you gather something from this. I hope that you you wrap your head around what it means to surrender and that surrender is not necessarily passive. So even like if you if you are a business owner and you're not going to give up, that could be surrender. And it's like, okay, fine, I surrender to the concept or to the notion or to the whatever that I have to turn this into a meal delivery service. Fine, I'll do it that way. I surrender. Fine. See where I'm looking on this? You see how it's nuanced? But surrender and giving up are two completely different things. Giving up is just like throwing in the towel. Fuck it. For me, back when I was addicted to drugs, giving up would have just been loading a big old syringe and just shooting it up and fucking dying. That's what giving up would, would have been. Surrender, on the other hand, was like, fine, I'll go to rehab for six months, basically. I'll go live in an institution for four months, and then I'll move to another institution after that. And it's funny because of that surrender, that's how I ended up living in this beautiful building on the shores of Lake Michigan, and that's how I ended up windsurfing, and that's how I ended up surfing Lake Michigan, and that's how I ended up surfing the Pacific. From this surrender, it was taking complete, it was taking contrary action. It was doing the complete opposite thing of what I wanted to do. It was doing the complete opposite thing of what my ego wanted of me. So what's the difference between what you want to do and what you're meant to do? What's the difference between what your ego wants to do to keep you comfortable and to keep things predictable and what your destiny calls of you or calls calls you forth into? It's weird. Sometimes I like listen back to the episodes and I don't use language perfectly because it's just like stream of consciousness and then I beat myself up for it. But, you know, fuck it. I think everybody gets the point. So what is your destiny's calling and what would it look like for you to, to surrender to your destiny? Because I don't feel like sneaking into the ocean and risk getting arre- and risking getting arrested 
uh, to surf. I don't feel like doing that. That doesn't feel like surrender. It doesn't feel like protest is part of my path of surrender. It feels like surrender for me is acceptance and going deeper and deeper inward and creating more and more and more and focusing on my business and focusing on these sort of interpersonal types of issues that I'm noticing popping. Not interpersonal issues, these issues that exist inside of me that that affect my interpersonal relationships. Because all of a sudden, all those people that I used to be able to be around real easily and sort of take for granted in a lot of ways are... I don't have access to them. And so I'm forced to look inward at what the deal is between me and other people. What am I protecting in being a relatively isolated person? What is it about me or what what about me is afraid of other people? There's a part of me that's really afraid of human beings, um, that's really terrified of being found out, that's really afraid of being vulnerable, that's really afraid of being intimate. There's just this part of me that thinks I'm a fraud and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And <clears throat> and it's all bullshit. It's all made up. You know, found out about what? Who cares? There's nothing really to find out. I'm more or less an open book. But it's really this isolation, this quarantine is forcing all of us to ask ourselves really deep questions about ourselves, our relationships, our families, if you have children, about your children. And I'm seeing a lot of people really rise to the occasion. I'm noticing all that all of the people I know who are spiritually connected are doing pretty good. I'm noticing that all of the people in the recovery community are doing just fine because they have a, a higher guiding intelligence sort of supporting them that they're in relationship with. I'm noticing a lot of people who live purposeful existences are doing just fine. I'm certain that the people who are addicted to drugs and alcohol are extra fucked, and that makes me really sad. I, could Im I can only begin to imagine what my life would be like if I weren't in recovery, if I hadn't recovered, if I was still addicted to alcohol and the other things. I can't imagine what this experience would be like. I see the neighbor walking up the street in a shopping with a shopping cart with a case of Budweiser in the shopping cart and then and then he he gets he just starts drinking like and then about like seven or eight he walks into the porch which is very close to the driveway of the house I live in and then about seven or eight minutes later I hear a belch and and then the radio turns on and and then there's just this talk about I talk this this is my stream of consciousness then his stream of consciousness just starts doing the thing that it does he doesn't know that i can hear every single thing that he's saying and then you know some covid infected neighbor comes over and joins him on the porch and it often goes on for 10 or 12 hours at a time which is cool because i use that as an opportunity as well to surrender i have told him to shut the fuck up a few times i think i mentioned this i, I actually have mentioned it but i take I take um, Max, M-A-C-K-S, brand earplugs, and I shove them all the way into my ear canal, and then I put the, I put like the construction headphone earmuff things over that, and I just generate this amazing silence, and I read books in silence, and it's totally cool. Surrender. Surrender means I don't want to fight the neighbors. Surrender means I don't want to fight the government, right now at least. This is for me. This is my own subjective surrender. 
yesterday's surrenderment, fine, I'll park at this beach and walk a mile to that beach and surf and then walk a mile back. That was surrender. Fine, I'll do it your way. Fine, maybe that's the best way. At some point, it might be like, fine, I'll join the protest. I tell you what, it it made me so sad to walk down the street of Encinitas, California, and to see all of the shutdown businesses. And the health nuts or the people who are crazy about COVID, they don't seem to care about the people whose lives are being destroyed, whose businesses are being destroyed as the result of COVID. There are all these little signs in the restaurants that say, please open Encinitas. It says, open up Encinitas. And there's a protest on Sunday, I believe. But I feel I feel so bad for these people whose businesses I patronize on a regular basis. I love supporting local businesses. And the only ones that are surviving are the chains. The only place that's surviving is In-N-Out Burger because they got so much freaking money. And what the hell is really going on here? And now that I'm talking, maybe surrender for me means rising up. Hmm. I don't know. David Hawkins, of course, says that the um, the role of the spiritual aspirant, the seeker of enlightenment, is not to protest. It's really just to generate higher and higher levels of consciousness. And that's not from a spiritually bypassing place. That's from a... A, a place that is just not of the world, that's in the world, but not of the world. I think that's the proper use of that expression. I kind of rambled all over the place. I think that the, the, the theme has to do with surrender. So ask yourself what you're fighting. Ask yourself what it would look like to surrender the fight and ask yourself what the course of action associated with that surrender would look like. I think I'm going to call it quits early today. Have a beautiful day. It's the Magic Pisces podcast. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you.